Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time with Elliot Dank and Timothy Goh and Chuan Tian Tian. Time now for In the Spotlight. We're talking about the law today. Yeah, the Singapore Academy of Law recently published a new report on a legal principle that might be of interest to businesses. Yeah, so two disputing parties cannot try to re-litigate the same issue, which has already been decided by a foreign court, Mm. if they subsequently try to litigate again in Singapore. So it's a branch of private international law that has been developed through case law rather than legislation in Singapore. So what does this mean for businesses? Well, joining us now is Colin Xiao, Managing Director of Colin Xiao Chambers on the phone lines. Hello, Colin. Hi, good afternoon. Colin, uh, we understand that you're a Singapore practitioner, but you're practicing from Poland. Uh, how does that work and why have you decided to move to Poland? <laughs> well, um, yes, my background is the judiciary. I served in the Singapore Judicial Service for more than uh, 12 years, and I have family in Poland. Oh. And late last year, I decided to make a career shift to move to Poland, uh, to spend more time in Poland with the intent to develop a more transnational private practice moving forward. So how has it been so far? Help us understand this transnational issue, Colin. Yeah, I mean, it has been really good so far practicing transnationally. I still travel to Singapore from time to time and to other countries as have went required. And now coming to the report that has been prepared, promulgated by the Singapore Academy of Law, well, you have summed up what issue estoppel basically means. It means that parties cannot relitigate really a particular issue which mm-hmm. had been previously determined as between them. Again, if they try to do so, the court will find that the parties have stopped from raising the issue, and hence the term issue estoppel. Now, there are two forms of issue estoppel, and the report focuses on the second one. The first is domestic issue estoppel, which occurs domestically, and the second one is transnational issue estoppel, where parties have previously had an issue decided by a foreign court, and they try to raise the issue again in Singapore. Well, because transnational issue estoppel involves a foreign element, mm-hmm. that being a prior foreign judgment, the analysis that lawyers and courts are required to undertake in Singapore court proceedings becomes much more complex. And I'll just outline within the very limited period of time we have why this is so. Because this strikes the tension between two important principles operating within the international legal order. The first, which is the sovereignty principle, which is that court judgments are generally territorial in their reach and do not enjoy an automatic legal effect of the state. And second, the principle of committee, which encourages courts around the world as a gesture of respect to give cross-border effect to each other's judicial determinations. So the report really deals with this doctrine of transnational issue as TOEFL to try to grapple uh, between these two principles that I just outlined. Mm. And this accounts for framework of transnational issues as currently applied by the Singapore Court today, which is uh, explained in the report. And uh, let me just quickly, in a minute, outline the factors that uh, the courts will need to be satisfied before they will apply the doctrine. The first okay. is identity of parties, which means the parties before the Singapore courts must be the same parties previously mm-hmm. before the foreign courts. Second, the identity of subject matter, which basically means the issue in question before both the earlier foreign court and the Singapore court must be the same. And the third is the foreign court, which made the earlier determination of the issue, must be considered to have proper and competent jurisdiction over the matter. 
And fourth, there has to be no other legal impediment from an international law perspective to the recognition of the foreign judgment where the foreign determination of the issue is encapsulated. The third of the four factors I mentioned are the more complex and challenging ones which are touched on in the report. Actually, on that note, Colin, I don't know how technical this question might be, uh, but I'm curious. I, I get how the transboundary takes away the legislation in Singapore, but for lack of a better choice of words, could you explain how the double jeopardy rule comes into play with regard to this in terms... Because you're saying that this is through case law. Where does case law come into play? Well, transnational issue estoppel is a doctrine that is quintessentially developed in case law, which is in Singapore right. quite a common law. Yeah, because Singapore is yeah. a common law jurisdiction. Yeah. We have statute law and common law. So transnational issue estoppel has always been historically been developed by the courts itself. And that is why it is within the province of the courts or the common law to develop it further. But, but Colin, common law in Singapore or Commonwealth countries, what about like in the United States? Does this come into play as well? Uh, yes, I, I, I believe so. Um, I believe every country or every jurisdiction will have some form or some semblance of the same doctrine. And the whole rationale underlying the doctrine is economy in the resolution of disputes. Oh, okay. And basically courts are reluctant to allow parties to relitigate an issue that had been determined before, whether mm. before a domestic court or a foreign court. And if we look at it from a cost perspective for commercial parties trying to resolve their disputes, it also saves them time and cost in not having to relitigate an issue mm. that had been determined before. Colin, what would make two business entities want to relitigate something that has already been decided on? Uh, wouldn't it? I'm not sure about businesses, but could they not yeah. appeal a judgment that has been handed down? Yes, the number of situations in which a relitigation or purported relitigation could surface is very varied. One perhaps simple, more simple example is where two commercial parties they are in an ongoing commercial relationship. Mm-hmm. They enter into several contracts over a period of time, but the subject matter could be the same, right? It could be the same subject matter, and an issue arises across all the contracts. And the parties decided to litigate in respect of one of the contracts first, and as a result of which, the court had made a determination on an issue relating to that particular contract. And then another party to the same transaction, one of the two parties to the same transaction, tries to raise the same issue in respect of another disputed contract, in the Singapore courts, for example, and seeks to raise the same issue. And that's how issue estoppel can be effective as a doctrine to prevent the litigation of decided issues previously. So these doctrines would already apply, Colin, on the drafting of contracts, right at the contract phase, right? Because we've been discussing how this sort of supersedes the whole boundary litigations in that sense. So point of clarification, am I right to say at the point we enter into a contract, we already have the understanding that we have this transboundary issue or, or you know, that invisible boundary issue? Um, not quite so. Okay. Um, the doctrine is not something that parties contract into okay. or something that okay. they build into the contract. Rather, it is a doctrine that the court has in its armory of remedies okay. when faced with a dispute that is put before the courts. Yeah. Point of speculation, Colin, if you don't mind indulging me, can I not use these uh, doctrines to apply when it comes to, and again, this is a point of speculation, when it comes to um, cyber issues, cyber purchases, things that are going online, because that's on the rise, and there has constantly been this conversation about this non-existence of a holistic cyber law in that sense. Well, I think the transnational issue as is a doctrine is quite agnostic as okay. to the type 
of subject matter that's involved in a dispute. Ah, okay, fair enough. As long as yeah, as long as the dispute it involves a relitigation of an issue and the parties uh, which are before the courts trying to relitigate or having the prospect of relitigating the issue are the same parties as before in the previous court decision. All right then. Should be quite interesting, uh, this one. It is a bit of a technical issue, but uh, good news for businesses on that hand. We've been speaking with Colin Xiao, who's Managing Director, Colin Xiao Chambers. Uh, I do appreciate you taking the time and trouble to explain this to us. Uh, take care and have a great week ahead. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.